All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to Victims of the Punter, show about New South Wales racing. Saturday's meeting at Rose Hill on the lands of the Barramatical people. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners, pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Victims is brought to you by Australian-owned and operated bookmaker ReadyBet, the winner-finding machine that is mailbag bloodstock and, of course, punting form, Australia's best racing database. Now, just before we started recording here, um, the boys were telling each other what geniuses they were about uh, what a good day they had at Kensington on Wednesday, but... For our purposes, it was more about Rob Scurry. What was it, plus 20 units, uh, Rob, for the service? Yeah, not, not, not quite, but, yeah, near enough. It was certainly in that ballpark. You were shooting the lights out, um, bouncing back to your brilliant best um, on Wednesday. It was a tough day on Saturday. It was a tough day for most people last Saturday, I think, but mm. just shows there's no last race and you've just got to uh, keep marching on and the rewards will follow. Um, so head to themailbag.com.au or download the app and get uh, Rob's Martin, uh, sorry, Mounting Yard Mail and do yourself a big favour. Now, on last week's show, it was just uh, myself and Mark Sheen. Mark also returned to his best. Uh, he found Zapateo. Now, if you um, saw the toy, sh uh, toy show quality, she uh, always travelled well, didn't she, Mark? But her last 100 in particular was uh, outstanding. Yeah, she looked a bit more forward, I thought, than last preparation. And um... She was travelling beautifully in the run there and lovely ride from Rachel King just posited up with cover there and got into the right spot and exploded away. So she might go to another level this time in. Yeah, I was thinking it myself. Just that, I think that's what you describe, Rob, as the hot fury or your friend does. Yeah, yeah Damo. Shout out Damo. The last hundred like that. Yeah, well, look, that was winning a long, long way out. And you credit to you, Mark Rowan, you had it mapped in the right spot, but knowing me and Rachel King, I, I, just, I just couldn't do it. And that was the kind of day I was having on Saturday, even though... You know, what's Mark Sheen striking at? It's been ridiculous, uh, his best bets. Very good with the best bets, yes. And just, Rob, just can't be, you've got to let these prejudices go sometimes. And uh, just, I know, each race on its merits, but, you know, there's a lot of scarring. Yes, I understand that. Uh, we've all been there. Um, and it's, uh, you can't deny it's an emotional game sometimes and it does affect your decision-making, no doubt about that. Look, Mark, um, I'll just quickly have a chat about what we're doing at ReadyBet this week. Uh, I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, well, Mark, what are no, we doing at Ready? Sorry, I've, I've got a demarcation dispute here. Rob, would you like to introduce me? Yeah, 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 get paid for this bit. Any promos or special offers this week at ReadyBet, Mark? Uh, sorry, thanks Ready for asking, Bet. Rob. Yeah, we do. Um, we've still got our Caulfield Melbourne Cup uh, promotion running all, all the way to the end of August. Uh, we had we're having a different sort of promotion. This isn't sort of a refund uh, thing uh, this weekend. We're going to sort of promised to go top odds a couple of favourites in Melbourne and Sydney this weekend. We haven't actually identified them yet, but we'll uh, start publicising them this afternoon, being Friday. So we're going to actually do a bit of opinion bookmaking. Um, there's no money back or, you know, freebies or anything like that. We, we just put up a price that's going to be as good or better than anyone else on a, on a couple of fancied runners. And if you like it, pack it. And if it wins, collect, that sort of thing. So that's a, that's a novel approach, isn't it? You don't see much of <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Right. Well, and um, so I just found another thing. We've got the US Open tennis starting next week, and we've got a, a special on that as well. So plenty happening, readybet.com.au. Check us out. Okay. Uh, Redfern Express, Black Bookers, uh, the segments everyone's been waiting for, the best free content you'll find in Sydney Racing, presented by the mailbag, bloodstock.com.au. Um, this week, we've just got a small percentage in Boss Queen. Um, she's soon to go to the races. By soon, I mean the next week or two. Uh, she's had two recent jump outs. Most recently, she was uh, the, in the fastest 1,000-meter heat, uh, finished second behind English Riviera. 
who ran in the blue diamond um, and was only um, 1.4 from the winner. Um, she, she, this horse, uh, Boss Queen, she won a, a Donald on debut. Um, as I said, racing really soon. Nuts and bolts is 17.53 for a 2.5% share. Uh, all costs until 1st of August, trained by Kieran Ma and David Eustace. Uh, three three trials um, from the week ahead. Uh, first up, um, a well-bred filly schnitzel. Oh, Norzita. What a horse she was from the John O'Shea stable. Yeah, we're uh, going to Ranwick on the 19th uh, is the first of the horses. Uh, Rob is uh, a filly called Orzala, as you've given the breeding already. Schnitzel out of Norzita, so she's bred in the purple. This was her fourth trial. She had two uh, trials last time in. Uh, she had a trial on the synthetic um, a couple of weeks ago where she got back and came down the outside. McDonald rode her in this trial where she just sat behind the speed and then uh, given a bit of a click up on the inside and lengthened and started to go away over the concluding stages. So I think she's ready to go to the races. It looks like they've held her back uh, for carnival-type events. So uh, expect her to be coming along in the near future. That's a three-year-old filly who races in the Arrowfield colours of black and yellow. So she's out of heat number eight from Ramwick on the 19th. Do we know what she went for uh, when she was sold? Or did... uh, well, it's still in the Arrowfield colours, so I'm uh, assuming that uh, yep. maybe they retained her or yep. went through. I'm not sure, mate. Um, from the same set of trials at Ramwick last Friday, uh, we have been a look at Oriental Tycoon, this time from the Snowdens. Oriental Tycoon, yeah. Well, this was his first trial back. He had one start in May. Um I uh, still having sleepless nights over this defeat when he ran second to Baroque Road on the Kensington track, but uh, uh, he was a certainly beat that day. Mr. Stark got back and uh, didn't have much luck. This was a really nice trial. He got uh, back in the field and trucked up nicely without any pressure at all. I'm sure he'll have another trial before he goes to the races, but uh, he's a nice son of Ritten Tycoon, and I think he'll be winning races in the not-too-distant future. So that's Oriental Tycoon out of heat number nine from the 19th. All right, and this week's free bonus black booker from the Hawkesbury Trials on Tuesday, another unraced three-year-old filly, filly by John O'Shea called Outlawed. Yeah, now Outlawed uh, won a trial back in May in a heavy track where uh, she led all the way, but um, they rode her back off the speed in the second trial. Uh, this was easily the last uh, quickest, uh, 600, 400 and 200 metres of the session and really liked the way it powered away over the last uh, 100 metres when the rider Gave it a little bit of a click up. So I think O'Shea's got some nice horses at the moment. And this is another one outlawed in pink and black colours when you look up the replay. Thank you very much for that, Mark. Yeah, as you've probably noticed by now, just due to a couple of personnel and technical issues this week, we don't have access to the replays. They'll be back as normal next week. But it's probably the words and the names of the horses that are more important. So look those trials up. They'll be easy enough to find on the Racing New South Wales website. <coughs> and make sure to black book them. Um, probably won't be seeing this uh, in time. I doubt it'll be released in time, but Eagle Nest is going around this afternoon at Gosford Mark. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it is running there, isn't it? I saw it was in at Kembla as well. Yeah, I've only... Oh, it, it's, no, it's, it's running today, yeah. Okay, no, I haven't uh, had a quick look at it. I, um, I thought it might run on Sunday, so... Yeah. It was in a couple of places, wasn't it? It, well, it was scratched uh, on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Um, but it, it is it is in today. It's second favourite behind that Serio, the um, good old thing that ran in at Canterbury the other week. But, yeah, about, about 440 if you want to throw something on it. Black Book followers. Now, we move on to our feature meeting at Rose Hill on Saturday. Now, 
Uh, is it still a six this morning? It was last I looked, but surely got to be some chance of an upgrade if they miss the showers. What's uh, what's going no, on? No, it was, was a five this morning, and the penetrometer would suggest it was probably on the better side of five as well. So um, okay. just looking at the new uh, wind and map thing there they've got at the ATC, so no rain at Rose Hill according to that to data, right. which is, looks to be very helpful at this stage. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so we might be on a track that's not too bad. Yes, that is. Uh, I would urge people to check out that new um, weather uh, tool that the ATC has. It is um, yeah, great little graphic representation of where the wind's coming from and a lot of other information as well. So hats off to them to providing that uh, for the punters. Right. Um, rail's out three metres. Um, it's Rose Hill. We, look, we had a very, very laney track there last time, two weeks ago, in uh, the true position. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think a bit off the fence. I'm, I'm tipping. Um, mm. I think the last four or five. No, it's, isn't it in the true position? True position. I've got a moment. No, uh, sorry. Let me. I had. I was three. I'm back in Mark Sheen to be right. Sorry, it was true. It's back in the true from. It was out last time, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Apologies for that. So I think the last five meetings that it's been true there, the fence has been off uh, on my data. So yeah. um, I think it may be slightly off on the inside. Yeah, well, uh, as we've said before, we'd much rather that kind of pattern than a, you know, lane one essential sort of uh, sort of setup. So that that um, promises, well, suggests that it might be a fairer day's racing than uh, we had last time at Rose Hill. Let's hope so. Anyway, uh, we don't actually have the slides for punting form this week, but I urge you to go to their uh, website, punningform.com.au, best uh, racing database uh, available in the country at a pretty reasonable price point, to be honest, too. So do check them out. They've got all the meeting data, lanes, position and run data, jockey data that you'll need for this meeting. Um, the, having seen the meeting data myself, it pretty much backs up what Mark already said about it. And, yes, you can check out the uh, jockey data for all the jockeys riding there. Um, the Rose Hill figure that we've noted a couple of times at the last few meetings there is that McDonald and Bowman are backable, basically backable blind, and you can turn a profit doing that, which is uh, pretty amazing for jockeys of their stature and popularity. Anyway, we're going to look, as usual, at two races in a bit more depth. The first of them is race five, the Schweppes Handicap, over 1,400 metres. I'll just quickly give you the main chances in the market from ReadyBet. And they are as follows. Number, actually, skip the first four, actually. Start with number five, True Detective at 8.50. Six, Blazer Trail, 4.60. Seven, Turn on the Charm, 12. Eight, Arctic Thunder, 12. Nine, Old Flame, $4. And number 10, The Favourite, Race and Harmony at $2.80. Fortunately, we can't show a replay of Race and Harmony here, Rob, because um, you wouldn't really want to watch it. Nah, it was it was a it was a near miss for me. First up, thought it looked perfect that day. Um, yeah, be hard to beat, I'm guessing. Yeah, I followed you in that day, and Mark, you found her tomorrow, I think. Well, I found her the other day as well, so oh, shit, it yeah. had a lot of weight to carry, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're all on it, and uh, it's only ten to one or something. So yeah, yeah, Sorry just one more it. one more stride wins by a head. Well, that was a joke of a race the other day. They absolutely walked in front. Yeah. Um, Howard made ground. It was just mind-boggling. He waited too long to get on his bike at the top of the straight. Should have come straight to the outside and got rolling before the turn. Um, look, it's probably got in short enough now. I was hoping more for about five to two, but um, she looks to win it to me. Just hoping that uh, she can step out cleanly from an inside draw. Doesn't look to be a lot of pace in the race, which could be a question mark. Um, Hopefully something decides to, to roll forward and put some speed on. Maybe the angel of truth will go forward. 
old flame probably won't be too far away. So I think if she gets a smother and gets a chance in the straight, she'll be very hard to beat. Yeah, um, I think you're going to have to follow your money if, like us, you're on a first up. Yeah, obviously not in the same price range today, but... Look, there's room to move in these markets. Uh, the, the day before percentages are obviously a lot higher than what you'll get closer to jump time. Yeah, look, maybe the market comes through, but uh, I just only a couple of weeks ago, Mark found Colino and we were talking about taking 225 it, you could get close to $3 on Betfair and other places closer to the jump. So just uh, watch this space as far as it's concerned. Now we'll move on to our second race uh, to get uh, the second of Mark's best bets on the program. And it's the time-honoured up-and-coming stakes. And I'll just quickly give you the rundown on our market here. Bear with me for one second. Number two, Basquiat, $6. Number three, Charlatan, $8.50. Four, Lethal Thoughts, $8.50. Six, Back Rower, also $8.50. Down to number eight, Caboo, $4. And down to the bottom one, favourite, number 11, Conqueror, $3.40. Over to you, Mark. Yeah, well, I think a lot will depend on how the track plays here. Kaboo's probably going to roll forward and, and perhaps get a soft lead from the outside barrier. So if they're winning on the fence, he's probably um, going to be hard to beat. But I think if uh, the fence is off and leaders are just left there a little bit exposed, I want to be on Conqueror. Probably up against it last time out when he missed the start, was giving away a lot of uh, experience uh, to the older horses there. And I don't think he lost any cast. He got very badly hampered there halfway up the straight, um, had to come right to the outside and still hit the line quite strongly. A little bit of an interesting preparation, though, going from 1,400 back to 1,300 metres, so not sure what Chris's uh, thoughts are there, but I thought with only 53 kilos on his back from a soft draw, they've taken him back to the trials and he seemed to jump uh, a lot better there since that last start and uh, very similar to where he was on the Kensington at his first start just on the back of the speed. So hopefully he can jump cleanly and lean in a spot in the first four or five and not give Kabu too much of a start there. Uh, Kabu will obviously be much better suited to this trip than he was at 1,100 last time out, but I personally think Conqueror's got a little bit more upside. Rob, the three-year-olds, your, your wheelhouse really. We've, got, we've had a few of that have had a run or been racing against some first-uppers here. Um, any thoughts on this group? Yeah, I was on Conqueror first up, um, still smarting uh, with that decision. Oh, uh, no, I'm not. I've left it behind me, but I uh, wouldn't be surprised if it won. Um, it, was, I, it looked kind of a bit new in the yard but when, that day when I backed it, but sharp, sharpish behaviour. So I'm just hoping it would be a little bit more professional uh, walking around this time, but you'll have to get the MYM to find out. Um, Shalatins was always one of the best sort of types of two-year-old uh, boys. Um, and so I'm interested to have a look at him again. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be saying be out of those two. Kaboo looked pretty forward. I thought it was a bit disappointing the other day. So jury's out him. I've got to say, um, Conqueror, when he won on the Kensington track, was nice and relaxed. And he was very aggressive in the yard the other day, wasn't he, Rob? He was pulling yeah. the strap around. So he just might have been a little bit too fresh, in my opinion, because he didn't do that before his first win. So you know, um, what, as you know, Mark Waller horses don't usually do no, that. Um, no, I wouldn't was, say I wouldn't say aggressive. I'd say excited. He was well, excited. he might have been, but he, it yeah. certainly was different pattern to before his first win, anyway. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much for those insights, especially those yard insights that finished there. Uh, just before we wrap things up, uh, I wouldn't mind a quick comment. Best of Bordeaux, yes or no, in the San Domenico at that sort of price range. Any any thoughts there, Mark? I thought a trial like Farlap. Yeah. It's my my knock on it, if anything, was that it's 
brilliant win was on a very biased track, but um, yeah, it does look like it's going to be hard to beat uh, in this one tomorrow. Well, the thing about him is he was a dead set uh, Shetland pony last time in. There was nothing of him. So if he's grown at all, um, look, I know sometimes they don't come back from two to three-year-olds, but yeah. those two trials have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, just when McDonald gave him a little bit of leather there at the 200 in that last trial by Croggy, yeah. didn't he go? Certainly did. So your one of your black bookers, Sebenak, uh, is uh, in again at big odds, stays at 1,100. Yeah, no, I couldn't I couldn't back him at 11 um, the way he raced the other day. No, no I, certainly. I, that might be one to put in the, uh, in the bin. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm with you, Mark. I, I think he's a lovely, lovely looker. And just ignore the first up run. It wasn't beaten far. Um, had plenty of improvement to come. But, yeah, I, look, I think it looks like a golden rose prep to me. Yeah, I think we, we don't we don't tear that page out of the back book just yet. We'll uh, maybe forgive oh. him tomorrow at an un- unsuitable trip. And- exactly. He's just got to sneak into the Golden Rose and be right on that day, and all of a sudden he goes from $3 million colt to a $20 million colt if he wins. All right. Thank you very much for all of that. Uh, remember, everyone, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube down here. Follow the mailbag on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, follow ReadyBet on any social media account you can find. Give us some... Uh, Attraction that'd be nice. Um, just to recap, Mark's best bets were race five, number 10, Grace and Harmony, and race eight, number 11, um, Conqueror. Uh, add those to the three black bookers, and you've um, got a little bit of um, MO in your punting arsenal. So, all the best to everyone if having a bet this weekend. Rob, Mark, thank you very much as always, and we'll see you again next week with the uh, back to hopefully the full version of the show. Until then, see you later. See you, boys. Oh, right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. I forgot to, forgot how to read there for a little second, but um, you know, we, we got through it. No, it's part of the charm, Rob. Don't worry about it, Mark. All right. Thanks, Mark. See you later. Okay, see, you guys. See, you see you tomorrow, Mark. Bye.